0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. If you spent enough time with an ex before breaking up, it's reasonable to assume they know a lot about you. Like, a lot, a lot. Now, that could either be good or bad, but that knowing is key to the relationship at the center of today's book. It's titled "Oh, William, and it's from author Elizabeth Strout, who is returning to a familiar character of hers, Lucy Barton, whose ex-husband needs help decades after their breakup. And in this interview with here and now's Robin Young, they talk about that very specific feeling of tenderness from a long ago ex mixed with some irritation too. Here's the interview.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from The New Yorker. What makes a short story work? Explore the minds of writers like Otessa Moshfegh and George Saunders on the New Yorker Fiction Podcast to find out. Listen to the New Yorker Fiction Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Elizabeth Strout is back. Yay. She is the Pulitzer Prize-winning author of Olive Kitteridge and the sequel, Olive Again, about a somewhat prickly retired schoolteacher from Maine. Readers swooned. Well, Strout is now revisiting another character, Lucy Barton, from the novels My Name is Lucy Barton and Anything is Possible, a woman trying to leave her impoverished, traumatic beginnings in Illinois behind but wearing them like a ball and chain. The new book is, Oh, William, an exasperated phrase Lucy uses in response to her ex-husband, William. Lucy's now a successful writer living in New York, though her bleak childhood lurks. Her second husband has died, and that first one, William, needs her help, so she agrees to go on a road trip with him to Maine to help him uncover the truth about his mother, Catherine, and the sister he didn't know he had. O William is out today, and Elizabeth Stroud is here for a look at what happens when a character takes up residence in an author's head and refuses to go away. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Thanks. Well, this is intriguing. It's not uncommon to return to characters, but why were you so compelled to revisit Lucy?
0: You know, I didn't really think that I would revisit Lucy at that point, but Laura Linney, who starred in um, a one-woman show of My Name is Lucy Barton in London and also in New York, I was at a rehearsal with her, and she took a step forward, and she murmured something about William, and then she put her glasses up on top of her head, and at that moment, I thought, oh, William. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's when I realized he was going to have his own story, which... Of course, he would, as we all do. And then I got down to writing it. But it was really that moment when I thought, oh, William. And it's so interesting that that stayed the title all along. Had you not fleshed out William? Because you knew William was the first husband. I mean, right? yeah. But in my name is Lucy Barton, she consciously sidesteps him. She says to the reader, I'm not gonna talk about my marriage. And then I realized, okay, well, now you're going to, except let's have him be a part of this. Yeah. And so it was it was fun to actually get to see William and I understood him as soon as I could visualize him, I thought, okay, I've got him.
2: And what and, and what would that be?
0: Well, I just all of a sudden I just thought, okay, that big shaggy mustache and you know, a full head of white hair. And yet very well-dressed and tall. And then I just thought, oh, there he is. I get it. Okay, we
2: can do this now. It's interesting you, you remind us that Lucy Barton said, well, I'm not going to talk about that now. She says that a lot. She offers herself up to narrate a book and then you know, raises the you know, the home life that she had. But I'm not going to talk about that, which right. immediately lets you know there's a story there
0: right it's not, it is it was funny to realize that about William as well, yeah. yeah, and I think, and my name is Lucy Barton, that we knew certain things about William. We knew that he had a father who had come over from Germany as a a prisoner of war to work in the potato fields in Holton, Maine, which in fact German prisoners of war did mm-hmm. and I had read that in a newspaper article years and years ago, and I had never forgotten that, so we knew that much about him and that his mother had been married to the potato farmer, but That's sort of all we knew. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, wow, there's going to be so much there that we can figure out.
2: No kidding. By the way, this is like, you know, places like Aroostook, Maine, there's still potato farming. And what we find out is, and, you know, this is out there in reviews, is that William's father, who again was the, you know, German Nazi POW, who was brought to the U.S. And this woman, William's mother, leaves her potato farmer husband to run away The dish with the spoon, she runs away with the German POW. Mm -hmm. But we now find William at 71 just discovering that she left behind a daughter. He has a sister. How did you come to that? Well, you
0: know, I realized that because in real life the um, prisoners had to go back to either England or France and do reparations. After the war, they had to go directly back to Europe and do reparations. And I realized, okay, that would be about a year would pass before William's father was able to return to the United States. And that's when I realized, oh, 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 oh. Okay, so in that year, she's going to have this child. And yet she is going to walk out on that baby, which
2: is chilling. Yeah. Had you seen any stories? And by the way, this is, we're back in Olive of Kittredge. Because we're back in Maine, and there was a certain brittleness to her, right. and now we have this this mother-in-law, who you know, when Lucy first meets her, this dazzling woman, right. you know, brings her into another world, takes her on vacations, tries to get her to play golf, and I know, I know, I know, and we see Lucy feeling like, oh, I don't belong here. I, she's calling people to say, "What should I do when you go on vacation?" She doesn't know, I know. but now. Lucy has to grapple with. Wait a minute, I wasn't the only one kind of faking my way there.
0: Exactly, that's exactly it. And that's when my husband and I took that exact trip. It's about two hours up from where we live in Maine. It was even further actually, and we drove um, those exact roads, you know, from Holton to Presque Isle and and Fort Fairfield. And it was really, really interesting to try and be inside Lucy's hat as I saw everything going by and. That's when I began to realize, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because Mm -hmm. Catherine is going to have come from something that's arguably even worse than Lucy's background. And and in My Name is Lucy Barton, I said that her mother-in-law would say, this is Lucy, she comes from nothing. And then I realized, bingo, that is why she would say it.
2: Right, because she did too.
0: Yeah, and it was just sitting there waiting for me to discover that.
2: Yeah, and left behind a child. And she's, oh, I know. Yeah, and she's passed at this point. so. Yes, she's
0: been gone for a while. No, yes, nobody, many years.
2: Yeah, nobody. So what more are you saying here? A couple things. As I was reading, I was thinking, wow, thank goodness no one can see my interior life. <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> I'm not Elizabeth Stroud's character because, again, you've got Lucy Barton successful author, you know, f- gets flown places for book things, and mm-hmm. and yet how she views herself, as we hear in her interior life, is completely different. Right, and it's so
0: sad because, because her background was so deprived. You know, there was nobody in her background that reflected back to her anything that was positive, and that's why I think that she says, you know, if there was a cork board with a pin placed in it for everybody's lives, there'd be no pin for me. Mm-hmm because she did not have anybody reflecting back to her who she was as a child, and I think that probably doesn't go away.
2: Yeah. Well, Elizabeth Strout, we have to ask. She is a successful author. You know, you're driving the same roads in Maine. Is some of this reflective of you? No, my background was
0: not Lucy's background at all, but she's somebody who came to me and... And I find her intriguing, and I find the whole class thing intriguing. You know, what does it feel like for her mother-in-law to have crossed those lines seemingly more easily than Lucy? Mm -hmm. And then what does it feel like for Lucy to cross those lines?
2: Well, but what are we saying also about marriage? Because this isn't... What a Hollywood script would be. The Hollywood script would be, since Lucy's second husband has just died and her first dashing husband, he of the mustache, um, has asked her to go on this trip to Maine, they would reach towards each other and, in, and through the pain of discovering the truth about his mother, get back together again. Well, that doesn't happen at all. I mean, right. what, what what are you saying about marriage? Well, I think that I was intrigued with these people who had
0: known each other really from a very young age. I mean, Lucy was really quite young, and he was seven years older. But they've known each other a long, long time. And that, to me, was very interesting to to understand that they had once been married, they had once been intimate, um, they they had remained pretty much on friendly terms, and now they were thrown together in this. And so the the tenderness that they obviously feel for each other is sitting sideways to the irritation that they continue to feel with each other. Mm. And yet, they're both grown-ups now, and they're they're trying to do their best with it. And I was very interested in that, you know, what it would mean to be with somebody for so long in so many different permutations.
2: Sometimes you're the only person, you know, that can make that trip with them, because you're the only one who knows right? Exactly who that, who that mother-in-law was. Or... That's exactly right. Right. Elizabeth Stroud's new novel, *Oh William. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much. It was lovely. Thank
0: you so much. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics. Built to move in. Styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.